This is the Restless Millennial Podcast, a podcast where I interview young entrepreneurs and give them a space to tell their story and provide value to others. I'm your host, Stefan. On today's episode, we are talking to thegistnews.ca, and what the gist is is a sports news website written by women for women. Three women who are also best friends, Ellen Hislop, Jackie DeHoop, and Rosalind McClarty, started the gist while they were finishing up school, and I think they all had corporate jobs as well and left those to kind of pursue this idea full time. But the gist is really interesting because there's nothing like it out there. It's a sports news website that is aimed at helping women understand sports. And as we all know, there are a lot of women who love sports, but there also are women who don't know that much about sports. And this website would help them understand it on a base level and perhaps even make them fans. And what that can do for them is help them contribute to workplace conversations that they couldn't contribute to before because maybe they felt left out or they just didn't know what to contribute. Uh, And they can also, you know, watch sports with their boyfriends or their husbands without feeling judged or their brothers uh, because they don't know what they're watching or without having to ask the boyfriend or the husband or the brother a million different questions while they're trying to watch the game. So this is a really interesting idea and it's not just news. They, They post a lot of stuff about the sports history, what kind of why it's significant, why uh, certain players and certain teams, why they'd be significant. So it's a really, really cool idea, and I'm really interested to see how these three women developed this idea and kind of got it out there and built their audience in a sports media industry that is filled with competition. It's a very, very daunting industry and very hard to get into. So I'm really interested to see how these three women are succeeding. And you guys, I know, will be interested in that too. So check out the episode. Let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Restless Millennial Podcast, the voice of the motivated youth. I am here today with Ellen Hislop and Rosalind McClarty of thegistnews.ca, which is a sports news website aimed at teaching women's sports. Well, I guess it's kind of like that, but I'll let you guys explain a little bit about what it is. So go ahead. <laughs> sure. Um, so thanks for having us on today. Oh, We're really excited about on. it. First podcast. Yeah, very excited. <laughs> um, so the gist is a digital sports news business that is revolutionizing sports content to empower women. Um, So really the idea came up um, in February 2017, Roslyn, JC, uh, who's our other co-founder and I were having um, dinner at Roslyn's takeout and a couple bottles of white wine. And we were (laughs) chatting at dinner and I started, you know, talking about the Leafs um, because I am an avid sports fan. And I started talking about a goal in the previous night's game and started to explain why that was such a big deal because at the time when we were having this conversation, nobody thought the Leafs was were going to make it into the playoffs. Everybody was this thought the year, that it was the year be where re- they the first year totally like before Matthews or after the no. first year after Matthews. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it was the first year that Matthews was actually playing for the Leafs. So it was the first year with Babcock behind the bench, yeah. and everybody thought that it was supposed to be a rebuild year, right? So our expectations were down here, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, come February, it was like, no, it looks like we're actually going to be making the playoffs. And so for whatever reason, the prior night's game was a big deal that way. And so I was like, guys, I think we might actually make the playoffs. And so 
as I was explaining this to JC and Roslyn, um, both of them kind of had a light bulb moment kind of go off in their head and said, hey, that would have been super helpful for me to know when I was at a client meeting today and when I was talking to my friends at lunch, I didn't really know necessarily what was going on and felt left out of the conversation. Um, So really from that conversation, we looked at it like, why aren't Roslyn and JC connecting with the way that sports news is being Um, delivered right now and what can we do in order to make it accessible to the female millennials so what's different about the just content opposed to like going to like tsn or something like that yeah so i think there's a few core things that are different to it so i think the first one is the tone so it's really written the same way that we would be talking to someone about sports so it's written as if you're talking to your witty sports obsessed girlfriend which is really what's happening um (laughs) (laughs) the second is it's really accessible to everybody so we deliver sports news to our readers are already scrolling so that's their instagram as well as their email primarily right now and a lot of them are online so our website too um so that it's really easy for the on the go female who doesn't have that much time to watch a full game or to watch a full episode of sports center to get the gist on everything that they need to know. It's such a cool name. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then finally, I guess the last couple of things would be um, it's contextualized and it's curated. So we spend the time watching hours of sports games, watching hours of Sports Center, scouring the internet and everything like that so that um, we could provide them the need to know information and none of the stuff that they don't need to know. Mm-hmm. But we also provide always the so what. And right now in sports, um, a lot of the sports media's companies are really targeting a male audience and a lot of them are targeting an audience for an existing sports fan so somebody like myself which can be um really exclusionary to a large group of people Mm -hmm. that might have an interest in sports but because they feel like they don't have a necessary level that maybe you need to have with sports center or sports net or whatnot there isn't really someone who is filling that gap for them so that's really Mm -hmm. what we're doing in the contextualization and then i guess the last thing is really providing a female perspective Um, right now there's only 14 percent of sports journalists are women which we think is far too low Um, and that kind of reflects why so many more men tend to be sports fans and why so much of the content Mm -hmm. tends to be um, focused towards men and so we talk about things in a different way we talk about different things we provide different nuggets of information we focus more on human interest stories and stories that affect us as women so motherhood and maternity leave or something more social with everything with take a knee um, yeah, and especially lately with sports, there's a lot of those kind of stories coming out too. So yeah. it, it gives you guys good content, good Absolutely. material to report on for sure. Yeah. One thing I'm also interested in is you guys come from different like backgrounds. Like you were mm-hmm. an accountant before this mm-hmm. and you were in insurance, right? Mm-hmm. So was there any kind of like, like learning? Because you guys went from that to being journalists. What kind of like mm-hmm. learning uh, curves were there in, in terms of <laughs> making those... Making that kind of transition, I guess. <laughs> yes. Um, so in terms of um, writing um, experience and in terms of our roles, so um, within the gist, Roslyn is really in charge of everything. Technology, finance, operations, oh, okay. legal, so you guys are, you, you everything don't do like that. You write as well? No. No. Oh, I don't write. Okay. No. So it kind of takes take care of the other side of business. Yeah, exactly. Roslyn makes sure everything is rocking and rolling and the platform <laughs> of everything and making sure everything's you know, working. Mm. Yeah. JC is in charge of our growth, so our growth in terms of monetization with our partners, but also growth in terms of subscriber growth and getting our subscribers up on the newsletter, as well as different events and engagements that we 
run. Um, and then I'm in charge of the content. So I'm um, writing our content as well as managing contributors. Um, so to your question with respect to the writing, um, when I was in high school, I was super close to going to journalism school or to business school like I thought I wanted to be Jennifer Hedger on TSN um, <laughs> and I opted obviously for the business route which I'm so glad I did or else who knows what we would have never met each other and who knows what had happened What'd today yeah who knows no, maybe not um very competitive um so but i always made sure because i really enjoyed writing to take writing courses in university and things like that mm -hmm. um so that i could practice and then um with respect to the gist we're really big on feedback and practice so before we actually launched in december of 2017 we had five weeks i think it was of mm -hmm. beta testing across um a hundred people and we did mock newsletters to them for four or five weeks as um, a way to get feedback to see oh, wow, what they liked and what they didn't like and what they liked about the tone and what they wanted to see more of etc etc so and then we hosted focus groups 500 people you said 100 100 people, people. Yeah. And, and how did you choose those 100 people friends family people in our target demographic people we hoped would give us honest feedback because we were going out and doing this thing so we needed um Nice. And how did yeah. you go about like spreading the word at first? What kind of things did you do mm -hmm. to kind of get people, you know, teach people about the gist? Totally. Yeah. The first thing we did was have a big launch party. So after the five weeks of beta testing and kind of taking into consideration um, what everyone was saying and we were ready to go live with the weekly newsletter, we had 250 people, which was just like people we knew, people in our network. We got our friends to bring colleagues, friends of friends, and we threw this big party at um, Shopify offices. Oh, wow. Where we had, so um, we kind of scraped together a group of, of sponsors and attendees and we had an open bar, we had food, we did a big presentation where we explained what the gist was, um, what people could expect from us and the feedback from that was was really good and that's I think we had our first 500 subscribers um, after just that party wow. and then mm -hmm. after that we found it was really just word of mouth and especially like at the beginning it, it was mostly it was our, our own money um, so the marketing budget was not huge but we were finding that people liked what we were doing and they were they're forwarding the email email on to people at their work and their friends so mm -hmm. that was really um that happened organically at first yeah nice and that's really interesting and, and something like sports is you know people are interested in sports so you already have that interest there it's just you know how to find the i guess the people who would be interested in th mm -hmm. this kind of niche mm -hmm. but uh so why would i'll get into that why would a non like a female non-sports fan subscribe to the gist and what what do they get out of it mm -hmm. out of it yeah so that's um i kind of used to identify with that not a non-sports fan but not like a huge sports fan yeah and for someone like me, before something like the just existed, I just found that the whole world of sports was something that was really intimidating and overwhelming. Like, it felt like, you know, um, everybody else knew, like, all this stuff from, like, trades and contracts and injury. And, and that's on top of just, like, how the league is organized and who all the teams are and who all the players are. Um, so for me, going to, like, a TSN or a Sportsnet website, it just was, like, Ah, overwhelming it's so <laughs> so overwhelming you don't really know where to, where to start or what you're interested in and it feels like the articles and all the content could go on for forever so for me or for someone like me um like the first thing that is really valuable that just does is what ellen touched on is tell you what's what's important what are like the top five things you need to know um but what's going on what are the things everyone's gonna be talking about and what are the things that are interesting as a place to start and then if you want to learn more we on our website we provide a ton of educational resources so we have guides for every sport so we have the just guide to soccer to football 
um, that kind of tell, tells you how the league is organized, who the big teams and players are to watch out for, the rules, some trivia facts, just something to give you a base level of knowledge. And we also have that for events. So we just got to the World Cup, the Super Bowl, and so on. And then we have a glossary where we just trying to find every single sports term that someone who <laughs> maybe doesn't know about sports would, would need. Um, if they're like, oh, everyone keeps talking about this triple-double after the basketball game. Like, what the heck is a triple-double? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you could go, go on our website to find that. Um, and you said it's a weekly newsletter, right? And you get you get the gist of it in the mm-hmm. weekly exactly. newsletter. Exactly, exactly. That's yeah. awesome. And so, how has the response been from your subscribers so far? I know you touched on that a little bit um, mm-hmm. when you were talking about your launch party. Mm-hmm. But yeah. have uh, has has I guess has the content been working in terms of like teaching sports to the people who don't know sports already? Yeah, yeah. So we. Um, have a very engaged reader base which is great and we've been getting actually a lot of customer or reader feedback lately which has been awesome and overwhelmingly people have been super supportive and positive of the gesture of people sliding into our DMs on Instagram (laughs) saying how happy they are that we exist and letting us know that the content is really resonating with them and feeling like they're learning we have people emailing us and saying hey this is a great idea. I just wanted to let you guys know that you're really on to something and I'll support you um, moving forward. And we have some people reach out to us that say, hey, I was actually able to join the sports conversation at work today with my colleagues, particularly my boss, and she is a big baseball fan and I was able to connect with her in a way that I wasn't able to connect with beforehand so that's when you could really tell that the content is resonating and that um, people are using it in whichever way that they want to as a tool in both their professional as well as personal lives Um, and then I guess the other side of that is that um, for a long time a lot of our growth wasn't through any paid advertising Mm -hmm. or paid marketing it really was all word of mouth and referrals to people and there wasn't a week where we didn't see our subsi- our subscriber base grow so um you and your co-founders were both part of the corporate world i want to get into this a little yeah. bit before <laughs> launching the gist so what should people know before from making the transition from the corporate world to doing something on their own for sure so um i think we'll both answer this yeah, because we have a bit different sure. um Uh, I guess perspective a little bit on it Um, I think for myself being an exceptionally avid um, sports fan the industry is something that I've always been interested in getting into Um, it truly has been one of my loves my entire life I don't remember not watching TSN every morning Um, and so for me when I was thinking about transitioning out of corporate and into doing the gist it just kind of made sense all of my friends family my co-workers were all like you know you'd be dumb not to take this opportunity to do this full-time and when I initially you know spoke with them about the gist they were all incredibly supportive because they said you know what Ellen this is right up your alley you get to write and talk about sports you get to empower women through sport and you get to start a business and that's using your business foundation and your business skills um That said, transitioning from working in a very structured corporate world where you're used to getting a paycheck every two weeks (laughs) and you know you're coming in nine to five is completely different now. Um, So one of the big things for us and me in particular, I guess, and JC and Rosalind as well is just um, you know, being more strict with yourself with respect to personal budgeting and being more <laughs> strict with one. respect to um, timing and what you're able to do and just living within your resources because your resources are constrained um, more so from a timing perspective as well as a financial perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys don't mind talking about it, how have you monetized? I'm just 
really curious, and if you don't mind talking about it, I think it'd be something interesting that the readers, yeah. listeners might want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're in the process of doing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, our first big monetization stream is actually just our events. So we put on events in addition to having our, our online community, we have an offline community. So we'll put together sports viewing parties where we have oh, a certain wow. number of women come out and we'll, like our first one was the Super Bowl and we had 60 women come out um, and they paid for tickets and that's how we monetize what we put on. Um, we created this like fun and safe space for women to, to watch sports together and we've done that with live viewing parties, the TFC mm-hmm. um, and World Cup finals and we're having a, a live hockey draft so events was kind of a bigger one for us um, earlier on for that cash flow. Now we're transitioning to advertisements in the newsletter so because we can offer advertisers um, access to a really niche demographic, female millennial is pretty attractive <laughs> um, we can charge for for um, sponsored placements in, in the newsletter um, and because it doesn't cost anything to get the newsletter to no it's to completely free, completely free. Yeah, free. free. That, that's great exactly yeah, yeah. exactly and we that, really want to make it accessible yeah and, to and, and that like helps with the authenticity of it as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah so, exactly. so i think that's great and and you said so that's right now that's your focus in terms of yeah the, is, the sponsored posts yeah is monetizing the newsletter but we we do plan on expanding into other channels where i think there will be opportunities to either again advertise or um, charge for subscription once we get there. But that's once you get plans there, for the yeah. Future, yeah. you guys will get there. And yeah. you guys have been doing this for less than a year already. So the progress is. What do you think is like the biggest key to your progress so far? What would you What would you think that is? Our biggest key. If we had to name, <laughs> if just, we had to do one, just say any, one thing. Just one thing. If you had to, um, do one reason why the gist has been successful. Can we each so have far. one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's great. Right? Um, so I think for me, the one reason. Um, why we've been so successful, so successful so far is I think our team's grittiness and passion for wanting to get stuff done and wanting to improve all the time. That's what I was gonna say too. Okay, <laughs> you can tell on the you same guys are page. Yeah. <laughs> and that actually goes right into my next question because you guys are best friends and you started a business together. Yeah. So based on that, like, what kind of are there any challenges with that? Because I know it's it's kind of like a touchy thing. You know, a lot of people go into business with their best friends. Mm-hmm. They get in arguments. They get in fights all the time, and then mm-hmm. they get out of business with their best friends. So I assume there are some challenges there. How do you yeah. handle that? Um, I think we're lucky. So Rosalind, JC, and I have known each other since first year mm-hmm. university. So we're going on to eight years of knowing each oh, other, wow. which is kind of weird when you actually go back and look at mm-hmm. it. So it's actually been so much fun being able to work together and also having that background of being friends. We really know each other's strengths and communication styles and where to leverage different people's strengths and mm-hmm. where we can work together to get things done. And um, we also appreciate what's going on in each other's personal lives as well as our professional lives so that there's a really nice balance between everything that we're doing. Um, I think one of the challenges is because we are such good friends, sometimes we could be very chatty um, and <laughs> sometimes to, we get, get sidetracked yeah exactly or we can go off on a tangent but Roslyn is really good at bringing us back to um, focus and bringing <laughs> us back to earth and what we actually want to be focusing on so having somebody on the team that um, is willing to put that hat on is um, super helpful yeah. and your other co-founder as well you've known her for a long time yes as well. all yeah, first year too. you guys all met exactly first year. yeah and I think we were really lucky as well mm-hmm. um, like we'd never had plans to go into business together but 
the, our, the different strengths that we bring to the table are quite complementary, mm-hmm. um, and that's not something we plan. But I think that we're just really lucky with. So we we honestly haven't really ever experienced. Like, I don't think we've ever fought. No, really. <laughs> we have disagreements uh-huh. about the business, which mm-hmm. is like I think a good thing, and you need to have healthy disagreements in order to take it to the next level. Because totally, do need to be challenging perspectives and whatnot, but never to the point where anyone felt any hostility or feelings hurt or no raised voices ever. That would never happen. <laughs> so if you had to give people words of advice of how to work with their friends on a project, you'd say just kind of be understanding and, and know each other's strengths and weaknesses. I think so. Yeah. I think. I think there there is also something to be said about your dynamic and also really trusting each other and knowing at the end of the day that a person is acting in the way to only better your business. No one is ever trying to you know, take it take it, take like it over, take it down or there everybody is trying their best and we all trust that everybody is trying mm-hmm. their best and we are all so passionate mm-hmm. about the gist that we can trust each other to go do what we think is Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're very aligned on the vision. I think that's a big one, is that mm-hmm. everyone Alignment. needs to be aligned on the vision. And if they're not, then that's going to create problems. But when you're aligned totally. and you have passion, then, you know, everyone is working their hardest and playing to their strengths as much as they can to, to make it work. So yeah. how has this experience starting to just impacted both of your lives? And I'll ask each of you this question. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's a huge change. Um, I've always been someone that's been very, like, by the book. Um, I was an accountant in my, in my previous life. I worked at, um, I had my, my CPA designation and I worked at PwC providing financial services for mergers and acquisitions. Very, um, yeah, very different. <laughs> very different. It's a very, From a very serious industry to a very fun industry. Yeah. Well, it can be fun if you like numbers. I assume uh, you do. I, mean, so. I, I do. I'm having a lot more fun now, but, yeah. um, it was very, very structured and very much there was like a clear path ahead and you know you get promoted at the same time every year and mm-hmm. people are tell you what to do um yeah, and the media industry isn't like that <laughs> no and especially at a startup when yeah. so yeah at a startup it's it's all over the, all over the place um and i feel like i'm the skills that i was using i'm using such a, a small percentage of those and a lot of the time i'm just learning um new things um so it can be uncomfortable um, and it does feel a lot more risky and there is a ton of uncertainty. Like we don't know where we're, we're going to be mm-hmm. in six months, what we'll be doing, if we'll still be successful. Like, <laughs> um, so for someone who's like used to having a plan all the time, to go, going to this, this risky, uncomfortable, um, uncertain place that's like full of volatility is, is a big difference, but it's overall, um, just like, how did you kind of handle that challenge early on? Uh, I don't know. Like, it helped having two, like two good friends that I was working with, and kind of just learning how to how to prioritize my time and um, be willing to learn to get to the level of being able to to take on to fulfill mm-hmm. my role in the business. Um, but as I was saying, like it, overall, it's it's so much better. Um, or I'm a lot happier, and I feel despite. Despite all the uncertainty and risk, I do feel a lot more in control of my life and my destiny and my happiness. Um, despite all of those other things, I think being able to go into work every day and work with your friends on something that yeah. you're passionate about and that you believe is making a change in the world and where you get to learn and grow. Um, yeah, it just 
lets me feel really like happy and present and, and on a good path. Awesome. And how about yourself, Ellen? Yeah, so I think I echo a lot of <laughs> what <laughs> Rosalind said, Sit I think. <laughs> all, uh, well, I do think that all three of us are a little bit more type A in personality and we're mm-hmm. a little bit more risk averse. And I think when people initially think of entrepreneurs, they initially think that they need to be maybe a little bit more creative or a little bit more risky. But what's interesting is actually that I find that because we all do like being in control and because we are all type A, we're actually able to excel in a place where we can have a stake in every single thing that we do. So as much as there isn't that structure, beforehand we had to live within it. We had to play within our lines. Whereas now we have this massive playground, but we get to choose how we build that playground, which is actually super exciting and even mm-hmm. more fulfilling because we can create the structure ourselves. Creative control. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's just totally different that way. And I think, I guess for me, the biggest change is just considering myself a, a journalist and a writer, which I still struggle with. It's kind of weird. Um, I don't know that like that. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so that's a little bit different. But um, to Rosalind's point, I think it's probably been one of the best decisions, if not the best decision I've made mm-hmm. in my life ever getting into business with Rosalind and JC and starting the drift. Go into business with your best friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it's so something you're passionate about. Exactly. So, yeah, if you're not passionate about it, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, what does a typical day look like at The Gist? I was actually, I wanted to ask this mm-hmm. earlier when you were talking about how messy mm-hmm. the startup kind of atmosphere is. Yeah. So maybe you can kind of reflect kind of some of that in your answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, it totally, no, no two days are the same. It totally depends on what we're focused on at whatever point in time. So like for me, I could be like, sitting in front of an Excel spreadsheet like I used to be in my prior job doing analysis for the gist, or we could be out on the streets trying to sign up subscribers and sell the gist. Really? To you guys go out into the streets? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A big banner. We and do it all. Oh yeah. yeah. Stopping people <laughs> you and bet. Like, put your earphones in. Oh yeah. for sure. This is the hustle life. Exactly. What do you say to them in that, in that instance? Hey. <laughs> We've got a spiel. Yeah, yeah. we have a spiel. Give We've me got the spiel, spiel right now. Okay, so <laughs> normally we have a well. Normally we have a nugget of something to draw them in. So, yeah. for example, we were at Trinity Bellwoods a couple of weeks ago, and it was a hot night, so we had freezies. So we oh, would go up to someone and say, "Hey, how do you feel about a free freezy?" <laughs> and then we say, "So we're actually with the gist. We're a digital sports news business that's written by women for women, and we send out a weekly newsletter um, that gives you the gist on all things sports. Um, so making it quick, easy, and fun to stay up to date on sports news. In exchange for this freezy, we'd love to get your email so that we and can add you to the subscriber list. Yeah. Exactly. And some people say no. They either yeah. don't want a freezy. Um, some people don't want the freezy, but they want to subscribe, which is great. Um, and, but a lot of people are open to subscribing and at least giving it a chance. And then it's up to the content in the newsletter to speak for itself if it's something that they are entertained by or if it's something that is a need or want in their life. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you have any future plans in the near future for the gist? Any like big parties coming up? Any special content you've got going to be released soon or anything? When are you- Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot in the oven, I would say, if that's an actual phrase. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> um, so I guess the closest thing on September 18th, we are having um, our... Uh, inaugural hockey draft and it's a live draft with at the one king west hotel which is super exciting and that's really stemming from um 
us all finding that we were left out of sports pools um, at work and with our friends and whatnot because we were women um, or they didn't other people didn't feel like we knew enough and so we really want to provide a space where people can join into these um, pools and these drafts and participate for a chance to win a prize but also participate and know that this is a place to learn judgment-free, have a great time, and actually have the opportunity to participate. Um, so that's coming up soon. Um, Roslyn is actually going to China soon. Oh, wow. um, we were nice. selected to be part of um, as one of the teams of the DMZ. So right now we're a part of the DMZ, um, which is the number one uh, university-based incubator in the world. And so that's where we work out of. And we were selected as one of the companies to join them at the World Economic Forum in China. So Roslyn's going to be going to that um, in wow. September as well in, two, in a week. <laughs> in a week? Awesome. Yeah, we're, we're in China. China. In a week. Uh, it's in Tianjin, oh, China, which is close to Beijing. Oh, close to Beijing. Yeah, okay. which is very cool. Um, and then from a content perspective, just yesterday, we actually released our NFL pool. Nice. Um, so every Wednesday, we slide into everybody's inboxes at 12 noon, and we give them the gist on each of the games that they need to know, and it's a standard pick em. So basically, all you need to do is choose which team head-to-head you think is going to win, and then the Monday night game acts as a tiebreaker so you have to choose the correct winner on monday night and then choose the uh right amount that they're going to win by um and they read the email and then they submit all of their picks through facebook messenger so it's actually super easy to do and awesome. really fun what's the price for the winner um it changes each week okay. um and so because we know we get additional subscribers every week um we have different prizes so this week's was five classes to bar three which is a bar class or bar studio in downtown Toronto is one of our favorites and then we have a couple more prizes coming up with different athletic companies and different food and juice companies that nice. are upcoming and then um, moving more so I guess into October we're looking to crank up the amount that we're putting out content in terms of newsletters as well as features on our website. Are you guys thinking about hiring more writers yet? Yes. So we have. If anyone's interested, yeah. If anyone is interested, um, we do get a lot of emails with respect to people wanting to contribute and going through those emails like crazy right now. <laughs> um, so we are always on the lookout for contributors that would want to assist with us in terms of pumping out more content from a um, website perspective, also newsletter, social media perspective, as well as what Rosa mentioned earlier and in getting into other delivery channels. So looking to see if maybe they'd be interested in podcasts like yourself or looking into video and whatnot too. Nice. So before we go here, I just want to ask you about your favorite sports and your favorite teams, just so the viewers <laughs> out there know. I know, okay. I, I know we talked about this off air, but yeah, let's let the audience sure. hear about it as well. Do, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Uh, to play, to watch? Play, both. to watch, both. Both? Okay. Uh, my favorite sport to play is soccer. I grew up playing competitive oh, wow. soccer. Um, actually, we both did, and we have played soccer together as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I love that. It was a big part of my life growing up. To watch, I love basketball. Um, yeah. Raptors fan? Yeah, big Raptors fan. I just find, like, the games so exciting. Whether you're watching on TV or live, mm-hmm. um, I just fact that they're not wearing equipment you can you can see the emotions you kind of identify with the players you can understand how they're feeling 
Um, and basketball, I find, like, intersects with pop culture. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. It does with Drake, especially. Yeah, it's yeah. with Drake, exactly. Um, and it's just, like, something that the people in my life are, are watching, so I like to connect with them on, on basketball. A lot of questions I see from non-sports fans about basketball is, why does the last minute take 20 minutes? <laughs> like, you yeah. know, it takes so long, the last minute of basketball game. It is in the FAQs, oh, yeah. actually. So is it? Yeah. Why FAQs? does the last minute so, take so long? Yeah. Um, so, ba- well, do you, you know, the, do you want us to answer this, or do you, are you just asking that? Oh, no, 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 no. I was just... Okay, I, okay. I was yeah. <laughs> that question was yeah, it's in our it yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, and yourself? Huh? Um, so similar to Rosalind, soccer, soccer growing up was definitely um, my sport. Love it. Still play it today. Um, completely passionate about it. Um, but watching, I really love um, football. And in particular, I really love um, NFL football. I think that there's so much strategy behind it because there are so many players. What each player is doing on the field is so important um and each what each player is doing is completely different and if one player doesn't do their job it completely affects Mm -hmm. everything else on the fields and there's so much strategy behind it they have to memorize hundreds of plays they have to memorize hundreds of defenses they have to be able to think fast in order to change up the way that they're going to run their route or the way that the quarterback is going to throw the ball based off of literally just looking upfield and seeing how the other team has set up their defense and same with the defensive captain to see the way that somebody has set up their offense there's just so many things to think about and there's so many players it's insanely strategic um, and it's so fun to see a huge group of people actually be able to effectively execute See, I'm a little it. different I'm not a big football guy because mm-hmm. I like fast paced sports and that's like why hockey. I love hockey yeah. so <laughs> back and forth yeah. never stops totally and the way the Leafs play it's you know it's just just wait for this it's year all offense I know you're a Leafs <laughs> it's fan it's gonna be so fun fan, so yeah. it's yeah. literally opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. Yeah. Exactly. it's gonna be a fun yeah. year for us Leafs fans but mm-hmm. a horrible year for Sense yeah. fans well okay. you know maybe they'll surprise <laughs> something us could change, yeah. something could change well anyways thank you so much Ellen and Rosin for being on the show today is there anything else you want to let the audience know before we go uh, you can find us at www.thegistnews.ca or on Instagram at thegistnews.ca. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks so much, guys. And remember, <laughs> keep hustling. Hey, guys, if you liked that episode, make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, also on YouTube. And I just wanted to let you know about a contest I've got up on my Instagram account right now at TR Millennial, where you have to share with me your biggest passion and tag two friends who know about your passion. And what you can win from that is a $25 gift card to spend on your passion because money spent on passions passions is never wasted. So check out that uh, contest. It's going to be going on until Saturday. I'm going to pick a winner Saturday afternoon and I will be in contact with the person who wins. So thanks so much guys for listening to The Restless Millennial. I know this podcast is is changing a lot that my intros are different for every episode now and that is because I'm still learning I'm still learning how to create a podcast that is a quality podcast I guess and, and I'm, I'm listening to different podcasts and learning different things so if you guys have any words of advice about how I can make this podcast better I'd appreciate to uh, if you reached out to me on any of my social channels or on the Restless Millennial website at www therestlessmillennial.ca let me know what you think and how I can make this podcast better for you and most importantly keep hustling see ya